Welcome to the sermon podcast of Midway Christian Church. We're a Disciples of Christ congregation located in Midway, Kentucky. You're always welcome to join us in person or follow us on Facebook or YouTube. Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. And I invite you to hear these words. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they may go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out. And fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement has seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You'll notice that I didn't read our usual Easter story from the Gospel of John. I chose the text from Mark. It's the same Easter story. There's still the same sort of details. The women go early to the tomb. They find the stone rolled away. They discover the tomb is empty. All these details are the Easter story. They do not and won't change no matter what version we tell. What changes is the preacher's prerogative. What changes is the particular version of the Easter story that we hear each and every year. Every single gospel has a version of the Easter story. Some of them give us more details, but let's be honest, we all have a favorite. And if I had to guess your favorite, my favorite, all of our favorites, is that one from John. The one that tells us early in the morning, Mary Magdalene goes to the temple, to the garden alone, and she mistakes Jesus for the gardener until he calls her by name. And then joyfully she says, Master. And she understands she's filled with joy. And she goes and tells the disciples and they come back and they're amazed and wondering. And they go out into the world and share the good news. I think we like how that John tells us about that first Easter morning because it leaves nothing out. We have all the details and those details help us feel like we are there. What we are experiencing that first Easter morning ourselves. We like John's Easter story because it's so vivid, it's alive. We can almost see Jesus ourselves shining bright, glowing in love's first light. John's description of that fierce Easter morning fills in all the blanks for us, answers all of our questions, dots every I, crosses every T, completes it, and that's how we like it. But not Mark. Compared to John's 20 verses of the Easter story, Mark gives us eight. Eight verses to describe 
that moment on Easter morning. Compared to what he did all the previous verses and the chapters before where he went on and on, went to lots of description about that time with Jesus on the cross, even telling us how the curtain tore and the temple trembled. All the details that Jesus gave, that Mark gives us about that moment of Mark, Jesus being on that cross. When it comes to that Easter morning, Mark really gives us, well, there's this guy named Jesus and he did some stuff and he changed lives. And oh yeah, there's an empty tomb somewhere. That's the Easter story according to Mark. Eight verses. For us as people of faith, this empty tomb, this is a defining moment for us. It's a moment and a story that we tell over and over again. It tells how Jesus overcame death. It tells us how Jesus uh, turned our world upside down. It tells us that this is a defining moment for us as people of faith. And all Mark can tell us on that Easter morning is there were some women they went to the tomb. They were more worried about who was rolling the, the stone away. But they left in fear and amazement. And there was an empty tomb somewhere in there. Mark's description of the Easter morning ends in fear and worry. This life-changing, life-transforming moment ends in fear and the women running away. This thing that is the ultimate defining moment for us as people of faith. Mark just stops. And he leaves us in fear and in silence. Almost like his story is unfinished. It's incomplete. Now before we give up on Mark's version. And before you leave this place grumbling about that preacher not telling you the real Easter story. Let's look at Mark's story again. Let's give him a little credit because he was the first gospel writer. He was the one that inspired all the others that they stole from to write their own story. So Mark has got something to say. Because what if, what if Mark's story, Mark's description of that first Easter morning really is supposed to end in fear and worry and confusion. What if Mark's description of that first Easter story really is supposed to make us feel like something's not finished, as if it's incomplete, as if we're wondering what is going to happen next? I'm asking all these questions about Mark's versions because given all that's going on in the world, I am realizing I am resonating with that unfinished feeling of Mark's gospel this year. Given all that's happening in our world, I kind of like that Mark's gospel is not finished. That doesn't give us all these details because I do find myself, even on this Easter morning, even though I know how the story ends, I find myself wondering, where is God in all of this? Where is God in all the midst of pain and sorrow? <clears throat> Wondering, will God have the last word in the midst of all this grief? <clears throat> Even on this Easter morning, when I know how the story ends, I'm wondering how the kingdom of God will show up again and again in the midst of all the fear and worry. <clears throat> 
Given all that's happening in our world right now, right now on this Easter morning, I kind of like that Mark is not giving us all the details, even though he may know them. <coughs> Excuse me. Even though he may know <coughs> the how, when, and why, he doesn't give us those details. He wants us to focus what's going on in that moment. Because you see, we're the ones wondering. We're the ones wondering <coughs> about what happens in that empty tomb. We're the ones wondering about in that empty tomb, wondering, does God just pop up and go, Jesus, it's time to wake up. We're the ones wondering if Jesus just sits up and goes, well, my iPhone tells me it's time to go. We're the one worried about the details, but not Jesus. And Mark isn't worried about the details either. For Mark, what really matters is that there's an empty tomb out there somewhere. Mark knew that Jesus had better things to do than wait around sitting in an empty tomb. <coughs> wait for those crazy disciples to realize he'd been telling the truth all along. <coughs> Mark knew that Jesus had better things to do than answer our questions of how the whole resurrection thing works. Mark knew that Jesus had a new life to share with all of God's creation. Jesus did not overcome death <coughs> to give us details about the process. Jesus overcame death to bring healing and wholeness for all of God's people. And now that he's back, it's time for us to finish the story. It's time for us to be on the move with him. <coughs> Because the thing we miss <coughs> as we focus on the details, we miss that the resurrection is not the end of the story. Resurrection is just the beginning and is waiting for us to step in and engage and be a part of God's spirit moving in and among us. Jesus is already here. <coughs> We're not looking for Jesus among the dead. He's out there living, waiting for us to catch up, waiting for us to embrace the promises of the resurrection, to embrace the promises of new life. Jesus is waiting for us to be the people that God created and called us to be. Because what Mark knows and what Mark's understand is that it doesn't matter how brief that description is on that first Easter morning. For us. The promise is <coughs> that death and darkness are not the end of our story. It's just a beginning. Our story of new life goes on and on and on. It's a story that never ends. The resurrection is a moment for us that constantly invites us, constantly challenges us, constantly calls us to embrace and become the people God created us to be. That the resurrection invites us day in and day out to tell our story, to tell God's story through word and actions, to tell this never-ending, life-changing, life-giving story of how God's love and grace came into the world. So because of the Easter lilies, I'm cutting this short. 
Here's all you really need to know. <clears throat> On this Easter morning, and every single morning that will follow after this morning, what matters most is that we know as people of faith, that we know as disciples of Christ, that we know death is not the final word. That we know darkness does not and will not overtake the light. All we need to know about Easter morning, not the how, what, why, and where of the res resurrection. All we need to know of that first Easter morning is that light and love overcame then and it will overcome again and again from now and forevermore. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this sermon podcast of the Midway Christian Church. If you'd like to learn more about our congregation, please go to our website at midwaychristian.org.